Welcome to the Money Hour with Tina Mitchell. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers on the following program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. Now, in the studio, local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome to The Money Hour at 1150 AM KKNW, the Saturday, March 18th show. I am your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell. My goal is to keep you up to date on the latest news and trends in our local economy. Keep me tuned in and I'll keep you informed. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. I'm here to answer any questions or connect you with the guests that I have in studio. Please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyhour.com. My lineup for the show today, Patrick Hayes with Superior Slab Jacking. Is your concrete shifting, shrinking, or unsafe? I have a solution that can save you 60% or more overall removal and replacement costs. Also in studio, Lori Lamoureux with Seamless Moves, helping families clear out a home after senior move or death. And last guest in studio, Cindy Peshahal with Coldwell Baker Bain. Getting your offer accepted in today's real estate market. Great information and great guest in studio. For more information on any topics discussed, please call the show at 1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com. And for today's Money Chat. Money. Money. What a week it was for mortgage interest rates. Biggest intraday drop of the year for mortgage rates happened this week. Mortgage rates fell at their fastest pace of the year following Monday's rate, Wednesday's rate hike announcement from the Fed. Yesen's message was, my work here is mostly done. Yellen at her first news conference of 2017 said, in short, the Fed believes that after nearly eight years of trying to nurse the economy back to health, it worked and is nearly done. The simple message is the economy is doing well, Yellen was quoted to say. She suggested no urgency towards the tightening of money supply that might suggest a hair trigger readiness of accelerate interest rates increasing. Yellen is feeling little fear that the Fed is behind the curb, suggesting that two more interest rate increases are on the way over the remainder of 2017. Two things have changed. First, that day now feels intimate with the unemployment rate at 4.7% and inflation closing on a 2% of Fed thinks best. That is the key reason for the Fed raised in interest rates in the target on Wednesday. Second, markets now believe that the Fed's message that higher rates are on the way. Bond market suggests that the Fed will actually follow through with its intentions on a gradual interest rate rises. You couldn't say that a year ago. Now, this will, if these plans stay in force, remain the slowest cycle in interest rate increase in modern history. If you're wondering why mortgage rates fell while the Fed's rates moved up, the explanation is simple. Financial markets are already full account of the change that the Fed would hike interest rates today being on Wednesday. They'd even gone a step further and began to account for the faster pace in the future height rate hikes. And it was that future outlook that allowed for our pleasant surprise. As it turned out, the medium forecast among Fed's members didn't see that the Fed fund rate ending in the year was higher than the previous 
batch of forecasts, both in 2017 and 2018, while there was no way to know exactly how much the markets were prepared for the forecast to move higher, it is certainly more than, not at all, in other words, rates have recalled in fear over the past few weeks, expecting to see a very scary day. Now, when the monster turned out, to be a little bit cuter, rates calmed down quickly. The average lender offered midday improvements that brought rates about an eighth of a percent lower. Some situations, some mortgage lenders saw actually two increases or two decreases in rates, moving at a quarter percent. Now, in terms of a conventional 30-year fix, most lenders are back down to about four and four and a quarter, which is at your standard uh, cost structure for that. Now, a little update on the Seattle real estate market: medium sales price in Seattle, five hundred forty thousand. Price per square foot in Seattle. 418, an increase of 13% over last year, a medium rent per month in Seattle, 2600. So a little bit about what happened with uh, mortgage interest rates, and that was my money chat for you today. Coming up next on the money hour, increase in your home values and curb appeal with an alternative to concrete replacement, save time, money, and a better to our environment. Patrick Hayes with Superior Slab Jacking right here at 1150 AM, KKNW after this short break. Are you confused about how to hire the right agent? The reality is the agent you hire will have a significant impact on the results that you get in your next real estate transaction. The problem is that most buyers and sellers don't know what questions to ask their agent before they hire them, and sometimes they don't know that they may have made an error until it's too late. The Nicole Magina Group with Windermere Real Estate has proven systems and strategies that allow their clients to consistently achieve their goals in today's market. At the Nicole Magina Group, they've helped hundreds of clients get amazing results in the local real estate market. Has your bank or lending professional turned you down? Have you felt that your lender just doesn't understand you or your project? Do you wish there was a lender that wouldn't beat you up for your credit history and actually look at the project, collateral, and exit strategy instead? Scott Estes and Veristone Capital are helping real estate agents, loan originators, financial planners, buyers, and real estate investors find lending solutions in today's turbulent and ever-changing market. We take pride in saying yes when others say no and seeing your project come to life. We offer a personalized performa that will lay your project out and offer full transparency with zero commitment or costs on your part. Scott Estes and Veristone Capital are bringing Make Sense loans back to lending and put more weight into collateral and exit strategy than credit risk of the borrower. This is Scott Estes with Veristone Capital in Kirkland, Washington. To learn more about our lending programs and unique solutions or to get your personalized performa of your next project, you can contact me at 425-891-8260. Again, that's 425-891-8260 or email me directly at scott at estesteam.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 18th show. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 
1-855-411-50. Again, that's 1-855-411-50 or online at themoneyr.com to discuss anything regarding money. Uh, talk with your host, that would be myself, or the guest that I have in studio today. In studio right now, Patrick Hayes with Superior Slabjacking. Patrick, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Thank you for having me, Tina. And hey, I, I just have to ask you, do your listeners know about your book? You are so sweet. I don't know that they do. I should talk about it a little bit more. Well, you should talk about it. Journey <laughs> With Me is a fabulous, fabulous book, and I enjoyed it very much. I've given it to a couple of people, and they've enjoyed it also. So you should tell your listeners about it. Thank you, Patrick. We'll have to uh, add that in as the, the closing of the show. I appreciate that shout out very much. And back on Patrick, a little bit about Patrick. Patrick is VP of Superior Slabjacking. He's a state director and serves on the executive committee of Building Industry Association of Washington for nine years. He's currently the membership manager of Master Builder Association of King and Snohomish County. Patrick has served on the board of directors of Master Builder Association as well as Skagit Island County Builders Association. And we don't have Shannon in here in studio with us uh, today. So you'll have to say uh, hello to her for me. I will. And so talking about Master Builder Association, and we're going to talk about slabjacking because that's uh, your company. And I know our engineer here is not uh, on mic, but he's had um, has used you as well in your company. So it's um, exciting to see all the networking uh, that, that happens here in our studio with all of our experts. So, Patrick, is it true that you can only slabjack when weather is good? Because I've heard that you can't do slabjacking when it's raining or when it's cold out. And we're getting a little bit of rain. And last night it was pretty nippy out there. You know, I love it when people ask me that question, because uh-huh. if we could only slabjack when the weather is good, <laughs> yeah. we'd have to add a couple of zeros at the end of the bid in order yeah. to, to be able to, to stay, you know, alive. Uh-huh. So, no, we can slabjack just about year round. The only time that we don't is when it's frozen out. Okay. Uh, and that's because we use water as part of our mix with, mm-hmm. the, with the concrete. Um, we also want to make sure that it's safe for our drivers. So, no, we, we slabjack year-round. Yeah, and, and now we're not seeing uh, much of the snow as we used to, so you're probably working. Not until next week. Yeah, that's I did <laughs> I did hear that. So, Patrick, if, if I were to hire you to slabjack and you aren't able to do the job, will you still expect me to pay? Not because I'm the host of the radio show, but let's just say I'm, I'm just one of our listeners out there. And if so, how do you determine what to the charge should be? Well, first of all, most of the time, uh, we are able to tell before we actually go out on the job whether mm-hmm. or not we're going to be able to lift the slab. Okay. Um, there are some occasions where we go out and we're not able to lift the slab. If that's the case, we haven't delivered what we said that we were going to deliver. So we do not charge anything. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. Now, we do have competitors that are going to want to charge for their time and for yeah. their service. But, yes. you know, we don't think that we've, we've uh, upheld our end of the deal. So, no, we won't charge a penny. And I also want you to share something else because you have a, a guarantee in additionally additional if the settle if the settling won't occur. So yeah. what's what's that? Yeah, um, we know that sometimes after we slabjack, there will be additional settling. Uh-huh. Uh, but we feel strongly that if you hire us to do the work, we are going to guarantee our work against settling against everything except for earthquakes. 
for as long as you own the property. Yeah, pretty So amazing. we've had some people who have called us 12 years later that have had a quarter of an inch of settling. And mm-hmm. yes, we're going to go take care of that. Yeah, it's awesome. So I always like to talk about uniqueness in a company is what what is your unique proposition that you have to offer? And um, I, I think that is pretty unique compared to, you know, what your competitor, competitors are doing out there. So Patrick, do you have before and after pictures available by city and by the type of job that you do that you can share uh, with potential clients? Absolutely. If you go to our website, which is www.superiorslabjacking.com, you will be able to search for front porches, walkways, Mm -hmm. uh, patios, basement floors, garage floors. You can do it by location. Uh, We do have testimonials and referrals on our website as well. And if you feel compelled to get additional referrals, we're happy to contact um, previous customers and ask them if they're willing to give additional referrals and make Mm -hmm. those available as well. Got it. And given I should maybe open up the show because you've been in studio quite a few times. And so we've had this conversation, but Mm -hmm. I sometimes I forget that we have listeners that are coming in that have have not listened to the show and surely maybe have not heard um, yours. Will you give a little bit of talk about slabjacking? What exactly is that? Sure. Um, well, slabjacking, typically uh, people will notice sunken walkways. Uh-huh. Sometimes they'll notice uh, front porches. Rarely are they going to notice like a sunken garage floor unless they have problems with critters. Mm-hmm. Um, and oftentimes when they have that, they're going to have their garage doors redone rather than think that maybe their concrete has settled. So uh, concrete settling is fairly common mm-hmm. around here. When I say fairly common, on a percentage basis, probably 5%. Okay. Uh, so I guess it's not real common, but uh, that's still a lot of houses. Yes. Yeah. And there's a lot of times where people will say, I have a trip hazard on my walkway, and I'll go to the house and say, well, did you also notice that your front porch is settled mm-hmm. a half an inch or three quarters of an inch? And they say, well, how can you tell? And I'll be able to point things out similarly to what Scott was talking about mm-hmm. is, you know, if you're in the business, you see those things. Yes. And they say, well, how would we know? So unless you're trained to see these things, you're yeah. probably not going to know. And that's why again, it's, it's good that you've come out. You can go out and do a consultation, no cost, and find out if, if you can actually help the situation. Yeah, and I'm glad you brought that up, too, uh-huh. because a lot of times we go out and people will say, well, you know, can we pay you something for the advice that you're giving? I yeah. said, well, no, this is, this is what we do. That's yeah, just part awesome. of our service. Yeah. So, Patrick, you not only are the owner of Superior Slab Jacking, you also work for the Master Builders Association, as I mentioned, in uh, your buyer of King and Stohomish Counties. Um, you serve on the board of directors for Building Industry Associations of Washington. What were the circumstances that led you to work for MBA, and how, how does it work, and how are you able to do both jobs effectively and serve on the BIAW Board of Directors? I mean, you've got a lot going on. That's a lot of questions. I know it is. I just thought I'd put it all, put it all out there for you. Well, when we first started Superior Slabjacking, we had a non-compete and couldn't work in Kings, Nahomish, or Pierce counties. Uh-huh. So we started working in Skagit Island and Whatcom counties. And one of the things that I felt was really important to help us establish credibility for a newer business was to be a part of the Building Industry Association. And it also turned out that that was a great source of referrals. And not just referrals 
to my business, but meeting qualified contractors that we could refer yes. to other people. Building those power partners. Building those kind power of the same partners. thing. Why I do this radio show? It's bringing the best of the best in and community, having that commu- that community of referral opportunities. Exactly. Mm-hmm. So then as we went through 2008, 2009, 2010, um, probably at least 30% of my friends in the building industry went out of business. Mm -hmm. And several of those who remained in business um, are still reestablishing their retirement funds because they lived off of those for several years. And I looked at that and I looked at what membership in a building industry association can do because Mm -hmm. of the partnership uh, and the relationship component. Um, But also with the building industry association, there's a code of ethics that everybody signs. Mm -hmm. And if there are problems with quality of work, uh, we are able to address those those questions. Mm So it was as a result of that that I, I started recruiting other uh, people in the trades to be a part of the association. Okay. And in 2011 and 2013, I was the top recruiter in the state for new members into the association. And it was at about that time that the master builder said, you know, why don't we start paying you? Uh-huh. Uh, for the work that you're volunteering to do. Yeah. Well, that, you know, mm-hmm. sounded really good to me. Sure, why not? Yeah. Um, there is a bit of a problem, though, in that there really are only 24 hours a day and seven days a week. Yeah, and- but I know, Patrick, you've got a great team with your company that is, I mean, you're not, you're not out there bidding the jobs majority of the time are going in. I mean, you've got your team. Yes, we do. Yes. And of course, you've got Shannon as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. But remember, Shannon was sick for a while. Yes. She had cancer. Yeah. And yeah. Um, at that point, I, I was hitting it pretty hard. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, things are much better now. Yeah. So Patrick, I understand that you are an excellent resource for providing quality referrals for other um, construction related jobs. So talk a little bit more about that. Yeah, um, with the Master Builders Association, well, first of all, we're the largest home builders association in the mm-hmm. country. We have over 2,800 company members. Um, oh, I the, didn't realize that, 28 company 2800. members. So that's what I meant to say, 2,800. Yeah, the, yeah. the next largest home builders association has about 1,600 company okay, members. Wow. Um, so the consumers now are relying on master builders as a resource. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And part of that is because of our involvement in the Seattle Home Show and now in the Everett Home Show. But we get on average about 35 calls a week from people all over King and Snohomish counties looking for a qualified plumber or electrician sure. or a roofer or a remodeler. Uh, and we feel very, very good about the leads that we are giving the people who call it. So, Patrick, what uh, what is it about Master Bill Association that makes um, makes you think that um, you should hire MBA members versus others that are not part of Master Builder Association? Well, one th- one of the things that you know when you're hiring a Master Builders member is you know that that company is licensed, bonded, and mm-hmm. insured, and you also know that they have signed the code of ethics and and it abide by the code of ethics. Um, Typically, if um, we're, we're talking about a Master Builders member, 
a lot of the other people who are in the Master Builders Association know their work by reputation. Yes. And so we are able to refer the top of the, the, yep. the line mm-hmm. uh, based on reputation. And the thing about it is, is if we give a, a referral and it turns out that there's a problem, mm-hmm. um, first of all, we help to take care of that problem. But secondly, we make sure that that company does not get additional referrals unless they resolve the issue on their own. Yeah, so there's a there's an extra high level of accountability there to make sure that your members are um, providing a high level of service. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. So, Patrick, um, I'm going to need to wrap up my time here with you in uh, just a couple minutes. But um, uh, shout out that you have for uh, my listeners as uh, far as Master Builder Association. So, two, two, I have a lot of realtors that listen to the show, mm-hmm. a lot of business professionals. Um, if they want more information on Master Builder Association, what would be the next step uh, in they can either go to our website, which mm-hmm. is com. so for Master Builders Association, kingstonhomish.com, okay. or they can call me directly, 425-460-8222. Wonderful. Patrick, thank you so much for coming back in studio and enjoy, uh, enjoy our time together and look forward to having you back soon. Thank you for having me, Tina. Of course. Coming up next on the Money Hour, do you need uh, help clearing out or moving a senior parent or grandparent? Lori Lamarell with Seamless Moves right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you looking to purchase a home in today's real estate market and want to get the best representation available? Give Cindy Peschel Hall a call today and set up an appointment to meet with the Peschel Hall and Hall Real Estate Partners. Cindy and Richard work together, bringing over 30 years of combined experience representing buyers and sellers. Call Cindy today at 206-930-3526. Hi, this is Cindy Peschel Hall with Coldwell Banker Bain. You can reach me at 206-930-3526. Our website, peschelhall.com. Give me a call. I'd love to help you out. Are you struggling to find time to clear out the home of a loved one who has moved to nursing care or has passed away? Do you need to speed it up so the estate can sell or rent the home, its biggest asset, but you're not sure where to start? Seamless Moves help families just like yours quickly sort through belongings in your loved one's home, ship them to family members and other heirs, and disperse the remaining unwanted items as you direct. Seamless Moves has over 13 years experience overseeing moving details for busy professionals, families, and seniors. They have the highest satisfaction ratings on Yelp, Facebook, and Angie's List. This is Lori Lamoureux, Chief Box Opener at Seamless Moves. To learn more about how we can help you with a move or an estate cleanout, call us at 425-746-1334 or check out our website at seamlessmoves.com. Again, that's 425-746-1334 and online at seamlessmoves.com. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 18th show. It's a great day to talk about money. That's why I'm here. 
with you and what the show is all about, how to make money, save money, and build a better quality of life for you and your family. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 or go online at themoneyr.com if there's any questions or if you'd like to chat with the guests that I have in studio. And right now in studio, Lori Lamorell with Seamless Moves. Lori, thank you so much for coming back in studio. Great to have you. Thank you, Tina. And a little bit about Lori. Lori is founder and chief box opener of Seamless Moves, a residential move management company headquartered in Bellevue, Washington, and has been in business for over 13 years. Lori is a self-proclaimed organized geek who learned about moving and unpacking and organizing while relocating her family several times with the U.S. Navy. Her mother jokes that when she was a child, she could never punish Lori by sending her to her room because she would happily rearrange the furniture, reorganize the bookshelves, and clean out the closet. The background combined with several years of military transfers as a Navy spouse gave her the idea of starting a move management company to help busy people with moving-related tasks. And I just love that, Lori, because anything that we do and that we excel at well is a passion and something that we're excited about. So I love you sharing that with my listeners. Thank you. Um, And let's go ahead and start out with, uh, are you standard moving company? We're not, Tina. We are move managers or moving planners, we call ourselves. Um, Some people describe us just like a wedding planner, only for moving. You know, like your wedding planner doesn't literally take your photos or bake your cake or um, or arrange the flowers. Mm -hmm. We don't do everything that's associated with the move, but we make sure everything happens the way it's supposed to, the way people want it to, and in their time frame and in their budget. So could you break it down for my listeners, Lori, on uh, what type of services that you provide? Yes. Um, Our primary services are downsizing, organizing, and planning what people are going to move, um, sourcing the packing boxes and the supplies, uh, packing the items that are to be moved, packing the items that are going somewhere else, because that happens sometimes, Mm -hmm. Um, hiring and overseeing the movers, uh, the guys with the moving trucks and the big burly you know, mover guys, and also um, unpacking, organizing, and neatly putting the things away in the new home. We also remove the packing boxes when we're finished. So, Lori, that is a lot of stuff that you're doing for the consumer. So how much does that service, all of that cost? Well, we do a complimentary consultation with each client to go over the things that they want us to do, and uh, they can choose which services they would like us to provide and let us know if there's anything that they will do themselves, maybe with the help of their friends or their family. And then they receive a written estimate for the time and the cost, so there are no surprises when it comes time to move. So that's nice. You can actually, they can tailor what they want of the services that they want to use to get right. that more that cost more effective for them if they want to. Exactly. For me, I would just have you do it all. I don't want to have any part of the moving. <laughs> <laughs> and so I know that you're running a, a special right now highlighting in this month for March. Can you share that with my listeners? Yes. Um, we've had many requests for assistance when people move from their home to assisted living or when they pass away to help the families and the personal representatives clear the home of the items that are left behind. So now we provide estate services to work with them to sort things, pack and move, uh, ship them to family members, take the things to charity donations, and dispose of any unusable items. Okay. And Lori, why would a family or personal representative contact Seamless Moves for uh, help instead of doing it themselves? Yeah, that's a great question, Tina, because um, a lot of people 
people feel like they need to do it themselves. They uh-huh. need to be very hands-on and they need to go through everything and look at every single thing in the house. But the main thing, the main reason that we can help is their time. Mm-hmm. Uh, the house is usually the most valuable item in the estate, so it's important to clear it as soon as possible so that it can be sold or used as a rental property. Uh, most people are very busy with their own lives and they have trouble adding a big project like this to what they already have going yeah. on. And I, yeah, I, I can imagine, I mean, there's just a lot, especially when you've got a senior um, mm-hmm. involved in too, all of the planning and things that are going on there as well. So how much time are you saving them? What's it going to take you in going in and helping? Well, with the input of the family as to what goes where, we can clear a home in one to two weeks. Um, that is huge for some people who have been trying to get it done for six months, eight months. Yeah. Some of our clients have been working on it for a year or more, and it's just um, not easy to do with the time uh, schedule that that families have doing other things. Um, We have a system that we use to help them make it make it go quicker and um, hopefully be a little less um, intrusive to their lives. Yeah, it makes, makes sense. Now, what about a family listening to the show that is actually out of the area? Can you help them as well, Lori? Yes, absolutely. Um, we worked with one family who scheduled the three siblings and their spouses to all come on one weekend all at the same time and give us the information as to what went where. Um, their sister participated by Skype, which was uh, nice. good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, We marked everything uh, that they wanted to send and where they wanted it to go. And when they returned home, we packed up everything and shipped it to the appropriate um, siblings. And they were able to go out to lunch after our meeting and relax with each other instead of spending their time trying to figure out where to take every single thing in the house. Yeah, I'm a big believer on hire out, delegate, and enjoy your life. So besides the shipping, uh, what what other things did you do for them, Lori? Well, we coordinated with an estate sale person to pick up the items that were going to be sold. Uh, We recycled the recyclables, threw away the trash, and took the items to charity donation that could be reused. Uh, When we left, the house was cleared out so that the house cleaner we scheduled could come and clean it, Mm -hmm. and the elapsed time was one week. Wow. Now, I know, Lori, you know that we have got a guest in here, a uh, real estate representing right. <laughs> uh, industry leader in the real estate space. And I'm sure she's sitting here thinking, oh, my gosh, that could definitely save me a lot of time if that was my seller. So mm-hmm. talk a little bit about that, because I have a lot of uh, real estate agents that listen to the show and how you can really benefit uh, them. Right. And I think that a lot of professional realtors feel like they should be hands on with their client during this process. Uh-huh. But um, most folks are good business people and I'm sure they understand that the process works best if we all do our own specialties. We can save the clients a lot of time and stress and make sure that things happen on the timeline that it needs to happen. Yeah. So Lori, um, how much are your clients involved in the process on a typical uh, move that you're doing? What are you seeing the involvement from your clients? I see everything from um, very hands-on to not even there. Uh Uh, We've had clients who have sent us videos of what the home looks like so that we can you know, pre-look at it and see what is going to be need to be done and Uh give them an estimate through that. Uh, It's best if we can go with one of the family members to the home um, before we start working. But if that's not possible, we can definitely work around that. And Lori, areas and and places where they can actually save money by hiring uh, your company? Yes, I think that the the most um, 
savings they're going to realize is that the home will be able to be on the market sooner. It will be able to, once we clear it with them, Uh they will be able to do any necessary repairs if they need to get a new carpet or do some paint or something like that. It's a lot easier to do if the home is empty. Yeah. And I, what about things that you don't pack? There isn't very much that we don't pack. Okay, Um, or move. Right. Um, There are a few things that can't go on a moving truck, anything flammable, um, guns, uh, Uh live plants. But most of the things that need to be cleared from a home, we can find new homes for. Got it. And I know you work directly with the real estate professional a lot. (laughs) I mean, you're very vested in Women's Council of Realtors, as I am as well. And um, so what is advice that you have for any of the uh, real estate agents that are listening to the, the show? How can they contact you? Um, Well, the easiest way for them to contact us is by our telephone number, which is 425-746-1334. You can also email us. Our email is contact at seamlessmoves.com. We are happy to come out and do a complimentary consultation with the real estate agent, Mm -hmm. with the stager, with any handyman people that they need to have there. We'll be part of the team and work with everyone to make sure that Things are happening on the that timeline. That is, is so great to hear that really it's about planning and mm-hmm. there's the opportunity to plan and strategize ahead of time to make sure that it um, that it works. Everybody knows what needs to be done and the cost associated and again, be able to tailor that plan to what their needs are, which is just uh, amazing. Now, my listeners love stories, Lori. So <laughs> what is a, uh, what's a story that you could share that might have looked like it could have been a little bit of a nightmare if they had not had you? Of course, leaving names out, but yes. Um, One question that we get quite frequently is, do you work with hoarders? And that term is used for all kinds of different situations in Uh a home, from everything from she bought too much on QVC to there is literally some garbage on the floor. Uh Um, So actually, we do work with almost all the situations, um, but I'll be able to tell as soon as I come and visit the home. Got it. Okay. And so obviously, the success story would be right there is just really coming in and being able to navigate through that because I could only imagine as a family member and I have uh, my husband's mother is, you know, getting to that next, you know, time in her life and and we're doing a lot of things to really um, um, uh, help Mm -hmm. and uh, just the emotional and she's not a hoarder. She is like so (laughs) organized and doesn't keep anything. So we've got it easy there. But my mom, on the other hand, she saves a lot of stuff. So just Mm -hmm. the thought of, of, you know, having to um, to sort through and all everything would be, you know, could be challenging. So it'd be nice to, again, have that that expert. Uh, biggest mistake that a consumer, a homeowner could make moving on their own? Oh, that's a really great question. Uh, I've got a lot of great questions. Yeah. Right? I think the worst mistake I've seen is for people to assume that they can do it all two days before the move. Uh, really, my biggest um, tip would be to start right away. As soon uh-huh. as you know there's a move coming, start right away and start thinking about, you know, it's a lot easier to wrap your head around what you are moving with you uh-huh. than to think about all the extraneous things that you aren't moving with you. That and so sense. we always advise people to either make a list or use stickers or whatever and just go around your house 
house and put little stickers on all the things you're moving with mm-hmm. you. And then that, once you have your mind wrapped around that, it's a lot easier to then tackle the things that aren't going with you. Yeah. And you know, it's just like everything else in, in business and life. If you have a strategy for the most efficient way to be able to do it, and that's really going to be, you know, one of the huge benefits of hiring a professional, especially someone that's passionate <laughs> about moving. I just don't get that, Lori. But, I know, right? You know, that's why you do what you do. So um, any um, final advice or words that you'd like to share with uh, my listeners before I take us to break? Oh, I would say that um, don't be embarrassed to have a professional like us come in and help you because quite a few people when I come for the consultation would say, oh, my house is such a mess. And I always tell them, and it's the honest truth, I've seen worse. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So don't be embarrassed. Hire the professionals. That's what we're there for. We don't judge what you have. We just try to figure out how to make it work for you. Makes total sense. Lori, thank you so much for coming back in studio and sharing your wealth of information with my clients on really how to have an efficient and seamless moving process. So thank you. Thank you, Tina. And coming up next on the Money Hour, how do you get your offer accepted in today's real estate market? Cindy Peschel-Hall with Coldwell Banker Bain right here at 1150 AM KKNW after this short break. Are you struggling to find time to clear out the home of a loved one who has moved to nursing care or has passed away? Do you need to speed it up so the estate can sell or rent the home, its biggest asset, but you're not sure where to start? Seamless Moves help families just like yours quickly sort through belongings in your loved one's home, ship them to family members and other heirs, and disperse the remaining unwanted items as you direct. Seamless Moves has over 13 years experience overseeing moving details for busy professionals, families, and seniors. They have the highest satisfaction ratings on Yelp, Facebook, and Angie's List. This is Lori Lamoureux, Chief Box Opener at Seamless Moves. To learn more about how we can help you with a move or an estate clean-out, call us at 425-746-1334 or check out our website at SeamlessMoves.com. Again, that's 425-746-1334 and online at S-E-A-M-L-E-S-S-M-O-V-E-S.com. Are you looking to purchase a home in today's real estate market and want to get the best representation available? Give Cindy Peschel Hall a call today and set up an appointment to meet with the Peschel Hall and Hall Real Estate Partners. Cindy and Richard work together, bringing over 30 years of combined experience representing buyers and sellers. Call Cindy today at 206-930-3526. Hi, this is Cindy Peschel Hall with Coldwell Banker Bain. You can reach me at 206-930-3526. Our website, peschelhall.com. Give me a call. I'd love to help you out. You're listening to The Money Hour with your host, Tina Mitchell, on Alternative Talk AM 1150. Now, back to the show with local mortgage and finance expert, Tina Mitchell. Welcome back to The Money Hour with your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, right here at 1150 AM, KKNW, the Saturday, March 18th show. I'm here to help you build a strong financial blueprint one week and one show at a time. If you're hearing my show at a different time or day, you are listening to a rebroadcast. You can call the show at one 855 411150 Again, that's one 855 or online at themoneyr.com to discuss anything regarding money. Uh, talk with your host, that would be myself, or the guests that I have 
on studio today. Right now in studio, I have Cindy Peshahal with Coldwell Banker Bain. And Cindy, thank you so much for coming in. First time having you in studio. Very excited. Yeah, thank you, Tina. Thanks for having me. And a little bit about Cindy. Cindy has been a real estate broker for 14 years. She is a corporate executive relocation specialist, accredited luxury home specialist, accredited buyer representative, accredited seller representative, and senior real estate specialist. All these designations require hours of education and commitment to your craft. So Cindy, thank you again uh, so much. And I'm excited about this topic because there is the lack of inventory that we've had forever. Um, Interesting rates still being at unbelievable lows, sometime, you know, half having to go up. And actually, I want to talk to you about that as we get into the show. So really talking about how do you get your offer accepted in this market? And I, you know, as your host of the show and really bringing in the best of the best in all areas of regarding financing, you've got to work with a seasoned agent that has a great reputation in the market and knows what they're doing to navigate through that process. Um, so Cindy, how do you choose the best agent to represent you? What does that look like? Well, Tina, I've come up with a, a list of about four or five things that I, I tell buyers to look at when they're looking for an agent. And the first one is experience. And, uh, you know, how, how long have they been in the business? What is their expertise? How do they negotiate? How do they um, write their contracts? And communicate. And then again, reputation. Um, those are the, the first, I guess that's a lot for number one, but that's a very important uh, piece to uh, choosing an agent. And then also, is the agent full-time? Mm-hmm. You know, we have so many people, because the market is what it is, they're getting back into the industry or just starting real estate. And that's not always the best agent to choose in a market like we're in. Um, and then an agent that really knows the market and understands what the climate is and what's going on so they can actually guide their buyers um, to make uh, good decisions. Um, and then referrals mm-hmm. and, re- and references and to really... Um, to trust the people that that have used good agents, get rec- recommendations from them, referrals from them, and um, and then if you uh, find an agent, ask them for um, some testimonials from previous uh, buyers. Yeah, great advice, mm-hmm. uh, Cindy. And I want to go a bit really quickly on the reputation and and why the importance with the reputation. Can you explain that to my listeners? Because I I think they, it might be hard for a consumer to know how um, uh, how important that is in this market. Well, basically, what, what the important piece of the reputation is, is how their reputation is with other agents mm-hmm. in the market. That's the piece that really comes into play in a market where there we, we're seeing multiple offers. Yes. And oftentimes, if it's a new agent or an agent that, you know, has, has maybe had some issues with people in the industry, that can actually come back to haunt yes. the buyer and that agent. So um, keeping your reputation, uh, you know, really at the forefront, integrity, um, is a really big piece of it. It really comes back to agent to agent. Yeah, and if you think about it, I mean, if you were a seller and the agent that's representing you, you're looking for another agent that's coming and bringing that buyer, and they're going to have to coordinate this whole process, which is very, very complicated. So if you've got an agent that everyone knows, knows how to do that job and do it well, that's the one you want to accept that offer because it's going to make sure everything's going to run smoothly. So very important. Uh, Cindy, what is your advice on the importance of having a pre-approval letter before you begin looking for a home? That's a very key piece. And um, as you know, Tina, um, mm-hmm. but yes, for, for a couple of reasons, the first of which the, the buyer doesn't know what price point they're in until they yeah. have a pre-approval. So they have to meet with a really uh, very good um, lender so that they can get the pre-approval letter in place. And all of our offers that we write for our buyers 
have to be submitted with a pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. The listing agent seller won't even really entertain an offer unless they know that that, that buyer is equally qualified. Um, and then the other piece is, um, if the lender has started the underwriting process, this is also mm -hmm. a very big piece, and or if it's been through underwriting, um, and Tina can t speak a little bit more to that, uh, because it tells the seller that this person is actually not just qualified to buy this home, but they've gone through a lot of the the processes involved so yes. that they are in um, in a good position to actually close the, the sale. Yeah, and great advice. And you do you need to make sure that you've got a strong pre-approval um, and that it has gone through the underwriting process. So that's a question you want to ask. Um, but know as, a, as a, a buyer that your pre-approval is based and subject to the information you provided at loan application. So just because you have a solid pre-approval underwritten, everything has to get verified on every type of loan. There's no way around that. It's disclosed on every pre-approval letter. Um, but those of you who are my regular listeners, and that's why I've tagged in my 5,000 hour guarantee is so if for some reason something happens, um, it can uh, help out on that um, process. So Cindy, when you find a home uh, that you want to write an offer on, what do you need to put together to have that great offer that's going to have that great presence um, with the seller? Well, the first thing is the pre-approval letter. Mm -hmm. that, that's the very first thing that I would make sure that we have in line. And then the other thing is what I do is make sure that I've contacted that listing agent to find out what's important to that seller. Yeah. Um, is the close date important? Is the price the most important? Is the possession date important? Meaning, do they need a rent back? In this market, a lot of sellers are selling their homes and don't know where to go. Yeah. So they often, cut that comes into play, can I stay in the home while I find another home once I get my equity out and close my, my transaction? So finding those things out before mm -hmm. helps me write an offer to best, uh, best um, put my, my, excuse me, my buyer in the best light for that seller. Yeah. Um, and, then, and then the other piece is, you know, determining value. Um, in this market, we're seeing anywhere from a five to 20% increase over list price. So the list price sometimes does not mean the sale price. Yeah. So, you know, letting letting buyers know that, but also, um, you know, finding out that based on the market conditions, could this house support that price? Yes. And so we, we put together a little mini market analysis for our buyers so that they feel comfortable in a number that, that they want to um, escalate up to if they have to. And that's a great is making sure the buyer understands. And that's a good point that, you know, just because it's listed at this price to know what you're going to have to go over and then really be confident in that maximum price that you're willing to go with so that you're staying under that. Correct. Exactly. And then the other um, piece that is uh, really a big part because a lot of s uh, buyers are waiving their um, inspections, uh -huh. appraisals and different things. Let's get a pre-inspection done. Or did the seller do a pre-inspection and we can review that? You know, sometimes the timelines are really tight and we yeah. don't, the house comes on the market and they're reviewing offers in two or three days and you, a buyer works full time and they can't get over there. So it, if the seller has done the pre-inspection, that's very helpful. Um, and then the other thing is uh, when, when we write a strong offer, we want to keep the timelines really tight. Yes. If there is an inspection period, if there is any title uh, review period, keep those very, very tight. And then also a very uh, robust earnest money can really come into play and, and make the uh, buyer's offer look stronger. Yeah. And on the earnest money, I mean, I've talked to um, uh, my buyers out there on the earnest money and, and 
because that's going towards their it's it's money that they're going to get back and go towards the purchase of their home. Correct. Yes, it's going toward their down payment. Mm-hmm. Yes, it yes. does. So it does come back. And and our jobs as real estate professionals is to make sure that we don't miss any timelines, so we don't yes, jeopardize that. Exactly. So it's very important. That's where experienced agent comes in. Very important piece of it to watch your timelines. So, Cindy, what do you tell your buyers that come to you and ask, can I negotiate price <laughs> with the seller? You know, we're really good negotiators. I work with uh-huh. my husband, Richard Hull, as yes, well. Yes, you guys are. Yeah, and we are, we are some of the best. We think we uh-huh. are anyway. Um, but in this market, what our job is, is to get our offers accepted. Yes. So if a home has been on the market 30 plus days, we're all over negotiating. We're, uh-huh. we're really all about that. Um, and in previous markets, we've been very successful at that. But in this market, the negotiating is really with the listing agent and the seller, how we can best show our clients to get that offer accepted. So, um, you know, negotiating price in this market is really kind of non-existent. Not, it's yeah. not going to happen. And finding not, that home that's been on the market for 30 days, that's kind of challenging can, can as be, well, right? can be tough, unless it's <laughs> yeah. a diamond in the rough somewhere and yeah. we need some, some um, updates that, uh, uh-huh. and most people want to buy a home that's moving ready. So yeah. if we find a home that needs, you know, several updates or maybe mm-hmm. it hasn't been maintained as well as, as some others, um, they tend to stay on the market longer, yeah. and my uh, we can have buyers that say, "Hey, you know what? I'm willing to take this on, and now we can negotiate price." So yes, it's, it's awesome. Yeah. yeah, and for those of you that find those houses that out there need a little bit of work, remember there's rehab loans available. So you've just understanding what your options are, and maybe be able to get something if you can't find one, uh, find a house out there. So um, how important in today's market? Uh, well, you talked a little bit about this um, list of my questions about really um, uh, talking with the seller, uh, the seller's agent and getting an idea exactly where they're at. And you made a good point on that with um, this particular seller may not be able to find other home or there's these might things that may apply to them and it may not. Maybe they need a longer closing date, not a shorter closing date. So what other questions are you asking the agent that's representing the seller um, to help position your buyer? You know, it... Those are really the key points. Uh-huh. Um, I, th- I would say possession date is the number one the number one thing right now. Okay. Because close date can be adjusted. Um, we don't like to have too long of close dates just because it doesn't, there's things that can come into play that could be um, a problem, but mm-hmm. we like to to know really what that possession date is. We have a, in fact, I, I think you're gonna work with one of our clients on mm-hmm. their purchase. We're listing their home tomorrow and they're very concerned about yeah. what do we do if it's, and we're assuming their home is gonna sell quickly yep. and they need a place to go. So, you know, possession date for them and how we look at the offers that come in is gonna really come into play for them. Makes total so, sense. Mm-hmm. So, Cindy, you hear a lot in the industry about uh, writing a letter to the seller. Can you talk about that? Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting question in today's market. Um, I we have had it where our buyers have um, their offer has been accepted because of the wonderful letter uh-huh. photo that they sent to the seller, and it just really touched heartstrings for the seller, and they they got the home. We've also seen in this market, particularly where sellers don't want to see the letter. It's yeah. really it's really interesting. Um, several times that we've um, I've had buyers write letters, or I've represented sellers, and they said, you know, don't show us the letter. We don't want to see it. And I think they don't want to get emotionally involved with a buyer. Yep. They want to look at it like a business decision Makes and sense. just make it make look at the terms, the price. The, all the pieces that, that make sense to them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we talked about, uh, about the home inspection, uh, Cindy, on uh, pre-inspection. How many sellers are you seeing? I mean, is it a large percentage of sellers that are doing uh, the pre-inspection where they're going out and getting an inspection on the home before even listing it? You know, I, the percentage-wise, it's probably 30%. It's okay. not a huge percentage. It's not half, probably. But 
Um, there's a good portion of it. There's some agents that feel really strongly when they list homes yes. that, they, that they think that's very important. And there's others that don't. That, that, I mean, it's really right. interesting to mm-hmm. see that I, mm-hmm. industry leaders and experts mm-hmm. have both, both uh, sides both of that. Both sides to that coin, mm-hmm. absolutely. Yep, yep. Um, but um, in any case, a pre-inspection is very important. And uh-huh. they um, how it differs from a regular inspection, it's usually half the cost. Okay. So for, for buyers that, you know, that may end up bidding on several homes before they get a home, um, it's not like spending five hundred dollars per inspection. I'm just so half the cost meaning is half the inspection. I mean, no, can you explain yeah. that to my good, good you know? question? Good question. <laughs> no, uh, the difference would be a full inspection would be a full report with photos and, a, and a, a published report for the buyer. Okay. What a pre-inspection is is it's a verbal report. So it's very important that um, either the buyer's agent or um, and particularly the sell, the buyer be there uh-huh. and walk around with the inspector. He checks all the main systems. You know the the plumbing, the electrical, the roof, the siding. He goes in the crawl space, the attic, um, and so he knows all the main systems. So he won't check all the appliances necessarily. Okay. Um, but all the main systems, the the furnace and all of those things, water heaters, so that you know going in, buyer beware, yes. really, what the main issues are. And if there are some key issues that you're not willing to take on, or at what price will you take on, you at least know up front. But bottom line is it's buyer beware, buyer do their due diligence. And yeah. so we rarely, rarely sell a home that there hasn't been some sort of inspection done just because I was just, we feel just strong. Gonna, you know, ask. I mean, if there ever a a buyer that said they don't want to go in and do an inspection, how would you advise on that? Yeah, we feel strongly about it It should be done. And and there's been times where, in fact, just this week, Richard had a a buyer and she could not be at the inspection because the timeline was so tight. Uh Um, He was there and then had an extensive conversation with her, with the inspector, following the inspection. So she knew what she was, um, you know, going to get should she move forward. Yeah. So um, escalation clause and um, or an addendum. Can you talk to my uh, listeners because that's another strategy that's uh, that's used a lot in the market. Can you break that down? Yeah, that's a that's a really um, big piece in the in today's market. It's an escalate escalation addendum, and what that is is basically because a, a home may be priced at five hundred thousand, mm-hmm. and um, because there's several buyers that might be interested in that home. What they'll do is include an escalation addendum, which means that the buyer will escalate up to X, mm-hmm. potentially, let's say they'll escalate up to um, 550. Okay. Um, and then there's, you know, might be five other buyers doing the same and whatever their top number is. One could be 560, 175, 575, whatever. And then there's a piece in it that you would say, I will go to 2,500, 2,800, 4,000, mm-hmm. whatever number over the highest competing offer. And that's what it is. It's a little confusing until you see it on paper uh-huh. when you're going to write your offer. But it's a very good way to show your offer in the best light yes. and let let the seller and the agent know how high that, that the buyer is willing to you've go. You've got your cap that you're willing to go. You And, and you've got ideally what you want to pay, but you're saying that you're going to pay that much over whatever the price is. And then they have to show you that that, that was an actual offer. They do. They have, they have to... Sh- the the uh, listing agent has to show you the competing offer, so they yes. can't just try to you know get you to bid up to get your number. Got they've got to they've got to provide you the copy of that offer. So now, Cindy, where that doesn't work, and you hear a little bit more now in um, best offer, come in with your best offer. So they're just a, what is the? Can you explain what the listing agent or the seller and um, what they're representing uh, or requesting in that situation? Yeah, that's a good one. Um, it's highest and best. We'll often yeah. get calls back and say, okay, we've got four offers. We want to see all four uh, buyers coming up with their highest and best. Yeah. And they just don't want to play the escalation game. Yeah, I was saying know? that's a little yes. more, ch- little mm-hmm. more uh, yes. stressful for the buyer, it you is. know, because they're, but 
Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We had an example yesterday. Actually, this is the one that Richard did the pre-inspection on. And um, and it was a home that was very, very dated and needed a roof and m- many, many updates inside. Mm-hmm. And, and the buyer um, was willing to go only to a certain number. Uh-huh. And um, when, when the uh, listing agent called her back, called Richard back and said, bring in your highest and best, he was awesome with with her because he told her everything it needed, had an estimate of, of some of those costs, and she only raised her price by five thousand dollars, and she got it. Really? She got it. Yeah. Wow, that's yeah. crazy! And five thousand so, dollars, you're talking maybe twenty five, thirty bucks that's a month. Right? And crazy. You know, but so had 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 she gone into a panic and got a little more emotionally involved, yeah. and and I have to get this house, she might have offered well over that and got it, yeah. but paid more than she needed yes. to. So good counsel from a good agent is yes. really, really important. Definitely. I'm going to wrap this up here, but one more um, in review, top 10 tips in getting your offer accepted in today's real estate market. Avoid number 11. What's number 11? Number 11 is if you don't get your first offer accepted, um, find out, talk to your agent and find yes. out what you can do differently next time. Yeah. You got, yes. you got to learn. Sometimes yeah. you learn through those trials and to be so successful. So Cindy, thank you so much for coming in. I really appreciate it and look forward to having you back again soon. Thank you, Tina. It's fun. Yeah. And this is your host and mortgage expert, Tina Mitchell, signing off for the day. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. Of course, I'll be here same time, same place right here at 1150 AM KKNW. Tina Mitchell, MLO 145420, is a licensed loan originator with Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC. The views expressed by the speakers in the preceding program are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views of Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC, nor are they necessarily endorsed by Gateway Mortgage Group, LLC.